St. James podcast, where you can find weekly teaching, encouragement, and interviews to inspire you in your walk with Christ. We'd love to hear how our ministry is touching your life. Please share your story with us by emailing sjlife.com. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. continuing our series on pearls, talking about the wisdom that we draw from the scriptures. And we're looking at the book of Proverbs and what Solomon has to say about so many different areas of our lives. And and so this morning, we're going to talk about getting a grip on the stress in your life. You know, I've been reading some articles this week that have been really been pretty amazing to me. I, I guess I knew how important and how big stress was in our country, but uh, listen to these stats. Did you know the cost for executive stress, for stress among the bosses and those that lead companies, it costs the business community in America $20 billion a year, stress-related health issues. And total stress-related health issues in the workplace cost, in America, cost $100 billion a year. One article I read in Forbes magazine said that one in five people say that they are extremely stressed out. One in five in America. And only 37% of Americans say that they handle stress in a healthy way. That means that 63% of us don't handle stress in a healthy way. But that's not the whole story. The whole story is we don't have to live stressed out lives. We can draw from the wisdom of Solomon and we can learn how to get a grip on the stress in our life. I found these other interesting stats. Did you know the average American will spend six years eating, five years waiting in line, Four years doing housework, two years returning phone calls that nobody answers, one year looking for lost objects, and I got that wig hair sticking out of my hair. Eight months opening junk mail. You'll spend eight months of your life opening junk mail, and you'll spend this, you will spend six months of your life waiting at traffic lights. Those are all things that can stress you out. And there are many others a lot worse. So I want to take a little poll. We've been playing around with doing a poll. We did a poll last week. But I want to do a little poll. And I want you, if you got your smartphones, pull your smartphones out real quick. Go to this website. And I want you to rate yourself. Now, it's anonymous. Nobody knows. But I want you to rate yourself. Go to that. A question will pop up. And, and the question is, how would you rate your stress level right now? And so everybody just vote and register and rate rate your stress level right now on on that website. Manageable stress. Okay, are you not getting the website? Put the website back up. Can you put the website back up? There you go. Everybody go to that website real quick. Everybody there? No. (laughs) No. All right, now, when you go to that website, a question should pop up. How would you rate your stress level right now? And then just vote. It's anonymous, but it'll give us a poll of the room. 
All right, so overwhelming stress, 14% or so, 13%. High stress, 24. Manageable stress, 37, 38. Low stress, 22. And some of you are just totally not stressed out at all, 2.3. But look at that. Overwhelming stress, 9, hovering around 9% right now. High stress, 27%, manageable stress, 39%. So you can see stress is a big issue in all of our lives at different times. Right now, you may not be feeling all that stressed out because you've just been having so much fun, you know. You did all that stress just gone out the window. But tomorrow may be a different story, right? So stress is something that we all deal with, but there is hope. And that's what we're going to look at today as we look at what the Proverbs writer has to say about how we get a grip on stress in life. So, first of all, we got to line up our priorities with the Lord. Getting his own tank. If you out, even if it's just top five or top ten priorities in your life, what is those? 21%. And this is so important because you know why? Get this. Stress is not an event. Stress is an attitude. Think about it. You can have two people in the same very stressful situation, right? Two people in the same stressful situation, and one of them is cool as a cucumber, and one of them is not freaking out, one of them is calm, one of them is relaxed, and they're handling it, they're managing it well, and the other person is freaking out. They're totally stressed out. What am I going to do? Vent is happening to both but they have different attitudes. This is so elementary, but yet so challenging for us. Lighten up. Don't take life too seriously. Humor is a great stress reliever in life. Did you know that? When you laugh, when you smile, that's a great stress reliever. And you need to be around people that make you smile. You need to be around people that make you laugh. One of the things I love about my sweet wife is her laugh. She loves to laugh. And we have some interns living with us this summer, and we're just having a great time with uh, uh, Lauren and uh, Morgan. They're living with us this summer. We just love them to death. And they love to laugh too. And Janice, I could hear them in the other room. They were, they were last night, they were just in there laughing, laughing, laughing. I don't even know what all they were laughing about. They were just laughing. I love to be around people that laugh. I love to be around people that make me smile. Don't you? We need it. We need it. Do you know what happens when you smile or laugh? It's been proven medically. Whole books have been written on this. Research has been done on this. When you smile, when you laugh, do you know what happens? Your body releases chemicals. And, and, and it releases chemicals that helps your body to create uh, more T cells, which helps your immunization, keeps you from getting sick. And when you laugh and smile, your body creates more endorphins, and they're released into your body. You know what endorphins do? Endorphins are the natural painkillers of your body. And so when you're smiling, when you're laughing, you are, your body's releasing endorphins, and you are feel better. That's why when you laugh, you, you feel good. You feel better well, because your body is releasing endorphins, making you feel better and keeping you healthier. As I said, one of the reasons I love hanging out with Woods Bradshaw Lisenby is because he's always making us laugh. 
He's always making us smile. And I did a rendition of Woods a minute ago that, you know, probably wasn't all that good, but I want you to see the real deal. Uh, Woods and Mike did the tithe rap back when we had a stewardship series. I don't know how many years ago it was, Woods, but um, I tell you, that was the best stewardship series. We, had, we raised more money that year, and it was all because of this song. But I want you to watch just a little clip of the tithe rap featuring Woods and Mike. Take a look. today you got to leave here smiling just thinking about woods doing the tie of the rap now i'm telling you though you need to be around people that make you laugh you need to be around people that make you smile and 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 you need to take the advice of solomon being cheerful keeps you healthy being cheerful keeps you a cheerful heart is good medicine relax be flexible Jesus always seemed to have a relaxed concern. He knew his priorities. He knew what he was doing. But he always, he was never stressed out. The only time I ever saw Jesus stressed out or in the, in the Gospels is in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying and he knew he was going to be going to face a crucifixion and it says he sweated drops of blood. But other than that, you never see him stressed out. Why? Because he was practicing these things that Solomon taught and that is He lined up his priorities. He knew why he was here. He knew his mission. He knew what he was called to do. He knew why he was sent. And he lightened up his attitude. He never took everything. He was very concerned about the loss, very concerned about the hungry, very concerned about the needy, very concerned about those who were sick. But he never let it stress him out. He had this kind of this relaxed concern that's very appealing. And the last one is, look up to God. Reverence for God adds hours to your day. Reverence for God gives a man deep strength. Trust the Lord completely in everything you do. Put God first, and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Last poll, real quick, answer this question. Which best describes your relationship with God? Which best describes your relationship with God? See if we can pull that up. Just vote real quick. Strong, personal, growing, that's great, 50-something percent. Strong but not growing, 20-something percent, 25 percent. Stagnant, 20 percent, 21 percent. Distant and shrinking, 3.9 percent. 
non-existent 0.7%. Well, that's great. We've got a big high number of strong personal growing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then uh, the rest of you are, 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 we're all in that journey together, right? And we go through seasons. Right now, you may be in a season where you're kind of down and other seasons are where you're, you're thriving. But looking up to God, you know what reverence is? The Bible uses that word a lot, reverence. Reverence to God adds hours to each day. Reverence for God gives a man deep strength. You know what the word reverence literally means? I mean, just in layman's terms, you know what it means? To reverence God, it means to take God seriously. When we reverence God, we take him seriously. We put him first. He's not an afterthought. We take God seriously. We put him first. That's what it means to reverence God. Stress. When you get stressed out, it should be a warning light. It is for me. In fact, as I was working on this message this week, I thought, you know, I need to stop. When I get stressed out, and I get stressed out different times during the day. I mean, it's not just like, you know, one thing. I mean, it can, anything can stress you out, but... When I get start getting stressed out, I need to stop and I need to think and I need to go, okay, what's going on here? I'm taking myself too seriously and I'm not taking God seriously enough. And it should be a warning light for all of us. You know, uh, I, I, I think that you're, I'm going to give you another takeaway right here. If you're feeling stressed out at any time, whether it's right now or in the future, I hope you'll take these message notes. They're in your bulletin. Take them home with you. But I want to give you some advice of how you can really begin to work on getting a grip and managing your stress in life is, number one, pray. Pray these three points every day. Lord, help me line up my priorities today. Help me get my priorities in line with what you would have me to be doing. Number two, Lord, help me to lighten up my attitude today. Help me not to take myself too seriously. Help me, to, help me to laugh and smile today. Help me to help other people laugh and smile today. Help me to be around people that help me laugh and smile today. Help me to be like Jesus and have a relaxed concern. And finally, help me look up to God. Lord, help me look up to you today. Help me to reverence you. Help me to take you seriously. Help me to put you first today in everything I do. That could be your prayer. And then you can read the scriptures that I've given you here in your handouts. And then you know the third thing is put them into practice. So pray it, read it, and practice it. That's, that's my advice for you today on how to, how to handle stress and get a grip on stress in your life. Now I want to close with this before we celebrate communion. And this is really important. The most important question that Jesus maybe ever asked was, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What will a person give in exchange for their soul? You see what Jesus was really asking there is how are you spending your time? Did you know your greatest asset is not money? Because you can make money and lose it and make it back again. But your time is your greatest asset because you can't get your time back. When you spend time somewhere, it's gone. You don't ever get it back. And time is your life. And so Jesus is challenging us here to ask ourselves that question. What will you give in exchange for your soul? We need to be thinking every day, what are we giving our time to? Because whatever you're giving your time to is where you're spending your life and your time and you're not going to get it back. 
And I believe that one day we will all stand before God and he will ask us two questions. Whether you're a Methodist, a Baptist, a Hindu, a Buddhist, uh, or something else, or a non-believer, I believe everybody's going to get these two questions. What did you do with my son Jesus Christ is the first question he's going to ask us. And the second question is, what did you give in exchange for your soul? In other words, how did you spend your time, the time that I gave you, how did you spend it? Did you spend it doing things that matter, that make a difference, that have an impact for me? Or did you waste it? I believe those are two questions that everybody's gonna get one day when we stand before the Lord. But I wanna say to you today, the good news is you can decide today If you're not a believer today, I want to offer you this opportunity to invite Christ to be the Lord of your life, to sit on the throne of your life and be the one who directs your life. And if you're like me and you've been a Christian a long time, maybe you've already accepted Christ, you've been forgiven, you know you're going to heaven, you know, you're walking with Jesus to some degree, but Jesus is not the Lord of your life right now. He's not on the throne of your life right now. He's not the center of your life right now. He's not directing your life right now. And, And you need to just ask him to give him permission to get back on that throne and take yourself off that throne. That's the first thing you need to do to line up your priorities and to reverence God. So right now, before we take communion, and I'm going to ask those that are serving communion to to come up right after I pray, I just want to lead you in a short prayer. So just bow your heads right now. Lord, for those that haven't accepted Christ and invited me in, I you can pray this prayer with me right where you're seated today. Seated today, Lord Jesus, I, I don't understand everything about this, but I ask you to forgive me. I accept what you did for me on the cross, and I invite you into my life, and I invite you to sit on the throne of my life, to be the Lord of my life from this day forward. And for those of us that have walked with the Lord a while, but we've gotten ourselves back on the throne and become our own bosses and directors and lords. Pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, I take myself off the throne and I invite you to get back on the throne of my life again and be the center of my life, helping me set my priorities, helping me to lighten my attitude and helping me to remember to keep looking up to my heavenly father for strength. I thank you. Lord Jesus, that you love me so much that you want to be the Lord of my life. So I make you number one priority right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. James Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church or our ministries, please visit our website at sjlife.com. We'd love to see you this coming Sunday morning during one of our worship times. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed week.